This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm Corey Wright. And I'm Melissa Moretti. And we are back. It's 2024, Melissa. And we have Al, our good friend, Al Haig from Impact Commercial. Starting the year off, third or fourth consecutive year, we kick off the year every year with him. We talk about interest rates. We talk about the market. We talk about where people are looking to buy. And as Matt would always say, what would we call Past guest fan Past favorite. Past guest fan favorite. I think we've had Al on at least four or five times, if not more. You've got to start the year with Al. Got to start the year with Al. Yeah. If you're if your 2024 isn't starting with Al, I don't know what uh, I don't know what better you're way to start. It wrong. You're starting it wrong. You're starting it wrong. Melissa, how were your holidays? You know what? Christmas was completely wiped out. I was so sick. Oh. Can't, Christmas was canceled. I have to wait until next year for Christmas. Well. I don't know. I talked to a lot of people and a lot of people seem that they stayed local. It yeah. kind of, I think with the holidays, with the, the 22nd kind of being the last day of school for the kids and kind of the last working day, Christmas was like right there, right after. So it didn't really have that long run up to Christmas. Yeah. So it, and I think uh, people are still in Christmas mode this week. Yeah. Because the kids go back to school next week where yeah. we record on Fridays. So we're Friday, December, 5th. J- January 5th, oh. 2024. Yeah. Uh, so the kids go back to school next Monday. So it is still quiet around most offices, but we can, there's a lot of optimism in the air. Yeah. A lot of optimism in the air. I know on the commercial side, we've seen a, a massive increase in activity since about mid-October that kind of carried us right through December, surprisingly. And talking to a lot of our team throughout the province, they're busy already. What are you seeing on the residential side? Is there a lot of optimism out there? I felt it in December, to be honest. I felt a real buzz around kind of you know, just interest, people reaching out, people starting to get prepared for a purchase. Yep. Um, and we're still feeling it for sure. So it's going to be a big year is what you're saying. I think so. I can see the spring market coming early. Oh, I uh, speaking, speaking of exciting spring markets, Nickelback BC place coming no. up right there. So on that All note, right. let's get Moving to our interview on. today with Al, Alan Haig, founding partner, Impact Commercial. And we're talking 2024 and we're talking interest rates. Enjoy guys. All right, let's go. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial, John, Allen, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. And we're here today, I guess, again, first time. This is our third annual show we've kicked off now. We have Alan Haig, founding partner, Impact Commercial. Al, how are you doing here? Happy 2024. Well, thanks for uh, wishing uh, 
all the listeners and you guys a very uh, happy new year. Uh, I can't wait for 2024 because 2023, all sorts of challenges. So it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. nice to, to turn over the calendar year and get into uh, a year where I think uh, a lot more optimism coming, you know, from uh, all different uh, parts of the market. The only direction from 2023 is up. So we're good there. So Al, as I said there, this is, I think, our third time we've had you on the show to kick off the year. We've had you on at least four or five times. And, and Melissa, what does Matt always say? Past guest fan favorite. Past guest fan favorite. You know, Al, you know when you watch Saturday Night Live and they have like the five-time guest and they give you that nice big robe to wear on Saturday Night Live? If we had that <laughs> robe, we'd be giving it to you right now. All right, all right. I'll uh, I'll take that. Any uh, time I can be in reference to, you know, a Saturday Night Live guest, I'll, I'll take that for sure. You're our Justin Timberlake here, just so you know. <laughs> Okay. So right, Al, for, right. <laughs> Al, for those listeners who, who may not have heard the past episodes, can you give me give a little bit of background of sort of who you are in Impact Commercial? Okay. So Impact Commercial is a, a boutique commercial mortgage brokerage. Uh, we're also a CMHC lender correspondent. So we uh, kind of cover the full meal deal of all commercial finance, commercial mortgage financing across BC. And uh, hopefully in 2024, we're going to stretch over to, uh, to Alberta as well. Uh, so uh, we arrange financing, have lots of data, lots of information of, you know, uh, the Vancouver Island, uh, Lower Mainland, the interior, northern BC, all the different asset classes, uh, you know, multifamily, industrial, office, retail, you name it. Uh, so we've we've been doing this uh, for a good many, uh, many years. And it is, uh, yeah, like it's uh, just a lot of fun, as you guys, uh, you guys know, never a dull moment. Um, and it always helps to have a, a great trusted advisory team. So as uh, part of Impact, uh, that's kind of where, uh, where we try to help everybody, uh, you know, achieve their, uh, their best. Uh, you mentioned there about Alberta, and I'll, I'll only bring this up quickly, is you're probably the third or fourth person I've probably spoken to in the past probably 60 days that comes from a successful BC company now that's primarily been BC focused, but now is looking to expand to Alberta. Before we get into what you think for 2024, why Alberta now versus before? Uh, much lower risk, in, in my opinion. So where it ends up being is a lot of the times in BC, specifically the lower mainland, it's not to say it's priced for perfection, but it is, you know, bigger dollar amounts, you know, longer entitlement periods for, you know, development uh, process. And it just ends up being, it's like, you know, from a dollar perspective, it's, uh, you know, bigger risks. Uh, yes, it gives you the ability to have bigger returns. But uh, in today's market, the last couple of years is that, uh, you know, the uh, the risks have far outweighed the uh, the potential returns. So when you when you look at a, you know, Alberta is uh, great population growth, you know, over the last, uh, you know, number of years, lots of, uh, of uh, developable land, municipalities very much uh, eager to support growth. Uh, lower overall cost of housing means that, uh, you know, businesses and, and the recruitment of staff from an economic point of view are all, you know, targeting up, you know, with the lower cost that's over there is like, you know, you generally your cap rates are you're quite a bit higher. So if you are looking at stuff where you can have cap rates, uh, you know, 2% higher over there and the same borrowing costs, your 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 uh, net yield is is uh, you know a lot higher. Cash flow is better. You know less risk. Yeah, you you don't get quite the availability of, of massive capital appreciation like you do say in in downtown Vancouver. But you know you don't have the the massive risk. So that's sort of where it ends up being. And a lot of our clients are are looking at you know like what can they pick up from good cash flowing assets you know that are going to stand the test of time, cycle after cycle after cycle. So if I read through the lines here, you're telling me to go trademark the Alberta commercial real estate podcast name really quickly. 
<laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. Wouldn't be a bad idea. All right, Al, 2024 is here. You know, 2023, we talked about it. You just touched very briefly on it. It was a challenging year for a lot of people in real estate. Interest rates, you know, start of 2023, I think some people thought we maybe kind of peaked to that four, four and a quarter percent January-ish. March comes, rates go up. It goes from offense to defense for 2023. We've had three consecutive rate holds, I believe, September, October, December. We're coming into January here. I can say from a commercial real estate brokerage standpoint, we saw a tremendous amount of business come back into the industry probably by mid-October after that second rate hold. And I can say for November, across the board, all seven of our offices were extremely busy and December was extremely busy. Talking to a lot of brokers now, the various offices as we're kind of getting ready for 2024, and everyone is is saying how surprised they are, how busy they are this early in January, especially when a lot of the kids don't go back to school till next week. Al, what does 2024 look like from an interest rate perspective? And obviously, that's going to drive the markets over here in BC at the prices we're at. Where are we going with the interest rates? Okay, I love this uh, loaded question. Yeah, and, and we and we record it all, and we hold you to it. So we're going to look back a year from yeah, now and yeah, see if you're right. You know, like uh, you know, my foundation is a couple of shards of uh, or a couple of panes of glass in regards to interest rate uh, forecast. Because uh, you know, as everybody knows, <laughs> the the economists uh, have been uh, have been wrong for another uh, for a couple of years on this one here. So I'm going to sort of just put it out there is that. You know, the last couple of years, uh, two to three years have been incredibly challenging for, you know, anybody to really accurately forecast where interest rates are, are going to go. You know, the massive fiscal uh, spending that happened as a result, uh, result of the COVID and then the, uh, you know, uh, the monetary policy and the drop of interest rates. You know, that was a once in a generation, if not two or three generation, uh, you know, event where, you know, so much money got put into the market, so much money was printed, you know, artificially low interest rates, uh, you know, caused this, uh, you know, real estate boom. And so we have this uh, sort of historical, you know, um, uh, this legacy of those, you know, historical, you know, events are, are starting to hopefully work their way through it. So the expectation for 2024, at least in in my eyes, is, you know, we've got some interesting times ahead. Um, My my personal belief, and and I'm sort of setting up where I think interest rates are going to go, but it's my personal belief is that we're in a a very sluggish economy right now. uh, uh, And there are going to be, you know, assets, uh, asset classes that are going to win, and there's going to be asset classes that really just don't move. So in this next little while, it's like we're going to continue to see immigration come in at, at quite a robust you know, nature. It's being uh, written about and talked about a lot that we are seeing, you know, half a million, uh, you know, new people come into Canada. Uh, and there's going to be the effects of that stuff there. Um, we do have some uncertainties kind of coming in because, you know, GDP is flat, yet we are increasing our population, you know, half a million plus every single year. And so the, the GDP per capita is kind of coming down. And, you know, that's obviously a bit of a concern for us. So, but it looks like inflation is going to start to mute. You know, it is coming down. That's a positive. We get these, you know, job uh, growth that came in at a hundred, you know, new jobs in December. So, where I guess I'm kind of going into it is in regards to 2024, there's a great big thing of is I don't 100% know 
do have some confidence that the Bank of Canada will start to decrease their uh, their overnight rate mid uh, this year. Maybe, you know, if, if the right conditions uh, come up, maybe sooner, um, but it could easily push to the, to the latter part of uh, 2024. So nobody, unless they have, a, you know, an acceptable risk, uh, you know, tolerance uh, should be sort of banking on interest rates uh, dropping, you know, until some point in the back half of the year where we just have seen some, uh, you know, some, some moderation of, uh, of inflation and, you know, all the other stuff we talked about. Al, you touched base real quickly there on some asset classes might be winners, some might be losers. Do you have any insight or any thoughts on maybe who those winners might be and why? Yeah, and so it's actually it's a great thing because uh, in preparation for this, I'm starting to think a little bit of some of the stuff, and you know where where the clients have you know have won over the last uh, couple of years, uh, you know, in, in the lots of conversations we have with them on what they are are really looking uh, towards. And so it's sort of a theme with, uh, you know, bringing up Alberta, uh, but also this is, uh, you know, uh, impact for all the primary and secondary and tertiary markets within BC is, is the uh, multifamily from a rental perspective seems to be an incredibly, you know, bullish, you know, sentiment. You know, there's a recent article that, uh, you know, when it comes to rent inflation is that if you sort of take out all the rent controlled units, from the market is like, what's the average appreciation of rent growth? And it ends up being on turnover units, it's 20% a year, right? So any units that are turning over, uh, you know, they're going from 2000 bucks, you know, a month to, you know, at 2400 So that, that, that sort of bullishness on just continued rent appreciation is really driving a lot of investment into the, uh, the rental. You know, if you put in a CMHC or lower fund, lower cost CMHC insured mortgage on it, then, you know, you're, you're doing quite well. So that's sort of like one of my main asset classes that I think people are really going to you know, continue to focus on. Again, simply because the risk to the downside is just very minimal. Uh, the next one there is just industrial. Uh, again, uh, continuing the theme, beds and sheds, where on the industrial side, it's like we do have you know half a million people coming into the country, if not more, every single year. Uh, the last the number of years you're looking at... <laughs> Say two million more people is you got two million more consumers uh, that are coming into it and they need uh, they're settling in you know major areas primary secondary markets of the specific um, and this so this last mile delivery and so we've got a lot of uh, you know clients uh, still rapidly you know scooping up industrial land uh, even speculating on you know certain areas uh, uh, where the zoning is going to change from you know residential to industrial so that's like the two biggest ones that we see but we're also seeing in, is more of just uh, you know people looking at uh, retail. And mainly it's retail where there's land associated uh, with it in the fact that, you know, retail historically has always been well located within, you know, identifying uh, neighborhoods um, or on uh, transit corridors. And so when you have those other benefits is like picking up retail where you're sitting on an acre, two acres, five acres, 10 acres at some point over the next 20 years is that those things will be an infill opportunity. So, you know, those are the top three by far that we, we do look at. Yeah, so those are the ones there. What I what we're trying to uh, what we are seeing is the general is uh, staying away from uh, the office sector. Again, just it's uh, too high of a risk for uh, for the return and any office conversions that are happening, say going from office to residential, it's just really expensive. So you're just again really expensive, unknown amount of risk budget. So you know, you know, only the best uh, and most knowledgeable guys are, are going into those aspects. 
Now, one thing you talked about there, obviously, the, the the multifamily sector with this massive immigration coming, and you know we can't get product to the market fast enough. Do you have it? Do you think the short term rental restrictions that are being brought forward by the province will will free up enough potentially these strata condos that are rent that will have any impact on the vacancy of the multifamily sector, or do you think that the demand is just so great that I mean, they, the more rooms available, the better, just because the the influx of people is that much greater than what we can support. Yeah, and so uh, now we get into a little bit of the politics of this stuff here. And I guess where I think it has just been in, in, overall, I think the management, immigration, management of the, uh, you know, our infrastructure, management of the economy in general has been pretty weak. And so I don't believe any government intervention is really, you know, going to solve the problem that we have because there's just a misalignment. And so what it means is that you are going to, uh, we have a structural issue that rent control cannot, or, or supply control, like they, they can't, it doesn't fix the problem. What, what there needs to be is like a massive building of new purpose-built rental, densification. It is the only way uh, that we can, you know, effectively have affordable renting or rental, right? And so that's sort of something that's been well documented. You know, CMHC has come out uh, with, you know, we're short three million homes or something like that over the, you know, over the next ten years. Uh, I'm personally involved with, you know, a number of, of different developments, uh, you know, for clients. And you know, if it takes seven years to, you know, once you bought a property to entitle it to build the rental to get rental income coming in. Like that's seven years. Like that's not a, an inexpensive, you know, endeavor to have. And so just we're structurally short of housing to actually, you know, make a dent and all that stuff. So again, it, it, we need to have a massive housing boom in, in order to alleviate any of the affordable rental issues. Now, one thing I'm always curious, you know, so we're, we're sitting here, we're about a week into January here in the commercial mortgage business. When brokers get deals or buyers get deal accepted, you're kind of one of the first people they touch with the deal. Have you seen potentially an increase in activity this early on in the year, which we can kind of draw into optimism? Absolutely. So one of the things is where it ends up being is like, uh, I can not only speak for my clients, but I, you know, I, we have industry colleagues that we uh, chat with on a regular basis. And, you know, the market itself, it can handle high interest rates, it can handle you know, mid-level interest rates, it can handle low interest rates. What it can't handle is volatility, right? Because it's really tough to, you know, to, you know, put equity in and manage an investment when, you know what, you're, you know, entering in at, you know, one price and then 60 days later your rates up, you know, one percent or one and a half percent. That makes it problematic for deals to happen. What we are seeing right now over the last couple of months is more stability. Right. And so interest rates over the last 60 days, they've kind of or 90 days, they started to come off. Uh, and now we're in this period of somewhat, you know, stability. And, and the longer that rates are stable, the, you know, the more uh, more optimism returns to the market because more decisions can be made uh, with certainty. And so we're just seeing with that greater certainty from, you know, less volatility in the interest rates that more people are going, all right, I'm going to go in and negotiate a price and I'm willing to put my equity in because I can, you know, pretty much uh, assure myself that the interest costs on any debt is going to be, you know, I'm not going to get surprised with that. So we have seen a lot more uh, people start looking at, you know, purchasing deals. Like we do a lot of, you know, we actually will financially model 
a you know potential purchase for for our clients we potentially yeah. we we model out for you know at the uh, sales agents of all right here's where you're the mortgage amount is going to be here's how much equity is going to require to do this transaction so we're usually brought in right at the beginning before the even uh, you know uh, ink is dry on on the on the purchase contract so you know we're seeing a lot more of those analysis being done discussions had properties getting under contract we don't necessarily you know we are seeing stuff here we're not necessarily going to be expecting uh, things to really pick up and probably until the end of January because you know people are still on holidays right now uh, kids aren't back in school until next Monday so it is yeah like so far is uh, you know much more certainty much more confidence for for the clients uh, putting uh, properties in contract now now with that said is there areas within the province that you're starting to see more levels of interest from buyers or, or contracts coming in is there a hot Sorry, spot uh, is, there, uh, is there a hot spot areas yeah is there a hot spot in the province where you are you seeing lots of deals and buyers interested in say Kelowna or Victoria or Vancouver is there like a hot spot that you're starting to see an overwhelming amount of interest in you know it's a, it's a great question honestly it's a kind of a, you know it's, it's like everywhere seems hot there, there's a lot of bullishness for a lot of areas. You know, Vancouver Island is, uh, you know, is probably one of the strongest. The interior continues to be, you know, uh, you know, quite strong. Um, lower mainland, very strong. There's a lot of capital that's sitting out there waiting to be deployed. And a lot of, a lot of, uh, that, you know, those, uh, those clients are, they're, they're looking at all these different options. Probably the thing, you know, from, you know, 20 years ago, from 10 years ago, is that the the confidence in these secondary markets like Vancouver Island and the interior is completely changed. Um, like it used to be, you know, the, they were, those markets were boom bust kind of cycles. So you, uh, you know, you, you never want to, you know, go too deep into those markets. But now we find a lot of comfort with uh, all those markets, you know, mainly Vancouver Island, Lower Mainland, the interior. But, you know, you get up to the Kootenays, you get up to certain, uh, you know, other areas, especially Northern BC when it comes to, you know, the uh, the multifamily rental. Like there's still, there's, a lot of people are comfortable with it. So, you know, all those areas are are doing uh, well. It's just more out of the asset class that I think is the, the thing that's uh, driving, you know, whether it's hot or not, right? So it is, you know, pretty much everywhere for multifamily and industrial is quite hot. Pretty much everywhere, you know, industrial, sorry, offices is not really hot. So it is more asset specific than, than geographic specific. Now, maybe just shifting provinces here real quick. You did mention Alberta sort of at the top of the show, and there's been lots of guests that have said anything. Is there any areas like in Alberta specifically that you guys are seeing a bunch of interest? As, as an example, we've had some past guests. We talked about some industrial areas. And one area that I know that uh, they've sort of keyed in has been Balzac as an industrial area there. It sits right outside the ring roads. There's a little bit of a tax benefit from a property tax standpoint. Amazon and some of these big companies have all acquired land in that area. Is there any specific areas in Alberta potentially that you guys are, are keying in on? You've seen a, an increased amount of interest? You know what is that uh, always where it kind of comes into it in, uh, like I know, I don't want to be speaking on a subject that I'm not, you know, 100% knowledgeable on. And, and you know, the specific areas of uh, of Alberta is, you know, it's not going to be necessarily my forte. You know, Impact, we're not currently licensed in uh, in Alberta. So we try, you know, we have to sort of ride that line. Our, our goal is to get licensed, uh, you know, in 2024. But it's more of the asset class 
uh, yeah. that we are seeing a lot of, right? And so it is, uh, you know, the multifamily rental and the uh, the industrial, you know, pretty much in the two major areas. So that's Edmonton and Calgary uh, are, you know, and, and the outskirts. Those are the 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 ones that our clients are are looking at the most, without question. But I will just sort of say, hey, uh, I know what I know, and uh, I know what I don't know. So it is just like in regards to specific areas of Calgary and Edmonton. I'll take a pass on that. And, you know, there's there's better people that we can have on the on the podcast to share insights on on uh, you know the uh, the little uh, the smaller uh, municipalities, specific areas in Calgary, Edmonton, uh, and potentially others that um, that, that their, your listeners can can get access to. So I've read various reports from different economists and 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 bankers and all this stuff, and it, I, I kind of get. I'm just going to throw a range out here where some of the people seem like they think interest rates potentially might peel off 75 basis points by the end of this year. I've read other ones that are more aggressive in the 125, 150 basis points in 2024. Do you have a general sense or what are you hearing there that might be a number tossed around that we might be able to, you know, it's not not bank on, but but comfortably feel that rates are going to come off 50 basis points, 75 basis points. Is there a number out there floating around that a lot of people are talking about? Well, you know what? There's uh, a wide discrepancy in that. You know, some people are calling for cuts in in uh, April. Um, others aren't calling for cuts until the end of the year. I've seen stuff where you know it's going to be 75 basis points uh, during uh, this year, and then you know more aggressive cuts in 2025. The reality of where it kind of comes into it is. is it sucks to say this, but you know, so many people have been so wrong with their forecasting the last two to three years that realistically, I might as well, you know, uh, you know, lick my thumb, put it up in the air, and see what on a daily basis what you know wh- where the wind is coming from. You know, sort of my gut tuition is, you know, what when you you kind of be burned a couple of times with uh, some of these things here, it's like. I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the conservative side. I think that, you know, during this year, the Bank of Canada is going to be slow to make these changes. And probably I would be leaning towards by the end of this year, you know, a 75 basis point, uh, you know, in, in, in cuts. It'll all be data dependent. And then, you know, if we see increased weakness, then, yeah, they might go a little bit more aggressive. But I think that the Bank of Canada is going to be very slow and very measured in regards to the interest rates cuts until they get a lot more confidence in in regards to, you know, inflation, uh, you know, specifically the wage inflation that we continue to see have it like wage growth accelerated to 5.7%, which was, you know, people were surprised with in, in December. So there's some stuff that needs to be worked out. But I guess, yeah, 75 basis points by the end of this year is kind of where I'm thinking about. And that's the Bank of Canada. For all the, the listeners out there where it kind of comes into it, it's like the Bank of Canada sets their overnight rate, which, you know, leads, you know, to the, the prime rate. So those people that are on variable rate mortgages linked to prime, they're going to see some some savings on that. Anybody that is looking at, you know, term investing. So if you're going to get a three, four, five year, you know, fixed rate term, is those are, you know, the, the source of funds for those is the bond market. And so we've already seen the bond market correct quite a bit. You know, the, the five year government of Canada bond, you know, was up to about 4.4%, uh, you know, many months ago. It's now down to 3.3%. So the bigger bond market has already sort of come off about 1.1% over the last three months, which is a measurable change. And so those those rates, the the bond yield is moving in advance, the Bank of Canada. And that always happens. The bond market will go, it'll start increasing before the Bank of Canada moves rates uh, upwards, and then it decreases before the Bank of Canada decreases rates. 
So the bond market is forecasting or, or showing that there is going to be lower rates uh, coming forward into the future. For So for those that are going to be purchasing investment properties, which is just simply cash flow, it's like it's already started to move and you're already much better. What we now need to do is just see some of those lender spreads, which is just, you know, uh, you've got your bond mar- uh, yield and then the lender puts in, you know, a spread above it. And that's called a risk premium. So what we want to see is some of those risk premiums drop down. And I think that's going to happen uh, probably, uh, you know, mid-year where, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're going to start to see the five-year fixed rate uh, mortgages uh, that we get through the lenders, you know, down below 5%. So I'd love to see that crack 5% by mid-year and I'll be a happy guy. And I think that the real estate market, at least commercially, will start to accelerate once that five-year, you know, all-in mortgage rate gets below 5%. Well, so you said there's some people are calling for rates to drop springtime. Some people are calling for rates to drop end of the year. We just want to go on record here at the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. We're calling for rates to drop February and we're looking for 200 basis points. So that's what we're, that's what we're calling <laughs> that's awesome. for. We're going to call for that. Not, in case Justin Trudeau is listening or Tim Macklin is listening or someone's there, we're calling for 200 basis points next month. We'll see yeah, we, yeah, we need, uh, we need uh, Tiff and his deputies to uh, help us out on, uh, on that stuff there. So Al, you I mean obviously this year feels more optimistic. There's a lot of things happening out there. People feel like, you know, different asset classes might come back. One thing we we didn't really touch about too much on, I want to get your kind of your thoughts cuz it seems to be the hardest to finance development land. And I can say from a from yeah. a brokerage standpoint, we've seen a, a dramatic increase in interest contracts, things going under contract, even some deals going firm on land deals, which I was surprised to see kind of happen so fast. Are you guys seeing that on your end on the on the banking side where there's more of these contracts coming your way or potentially coming your way on the land side of things? You know, it's uh, an interesting uh, discrepancy. I would say that the first time is I'm, our clients are still very slow on the uh, on uh, on purchasing land right now. You know, we do have uh, you know we do have did complete a couple on the industrial uh, you know side of things and the multifamily over the last uh, two to three months. But it's still it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting environment, and the reason why, from from a financing perspective, is most commercial lenders is you know you, they have a, a certain amount um, or percentage of their portfolio that they can put into you know say land financing or what we call in our thing there is like an interest only type financing. So rule of thumb is about you know 15% of everybody of every lender's portfolio can be in an interest only non amortizing uh, kind of product and and the problem with the stuff that we've found recently you know, over the last couple of years is that land loans are supposed to within a, a measured period of time say 18 months two years they're supposed to go from a land loan to a construction facility and then a construction facility to either a term out if it's a rental or you know uh, if it's a market condo it gets sold and you know you're off. We've seen just everything kind of glum, you know, you know, glum up, right? Like it's yeah. like construction has been slow, and so these, you know, the uh, the availability for liquidity, the liquidity available for land loans has been, you know, you know, very very tight from all these lenders because the uh, the process of going from land financing to construction financing to term out is not happening. It just gets stuck in the land and the uh, the construction. All, you know, our hope is that, and what we have seen, uh, you know, a strong increase of is 
we've seen a lot more of our clients start the development permit process and continuing, uh, you know, going down that that process. So it is we've seen renewed confidence from our clients uh, to working with the municipalities to entitle the property, which is obviously you know extremely positive. So we've seen existing land uh, holders who have sort of been waiting, you know, a period of twelve to twenty four months. They're now starting to action, you know, their stuff. So we are we're expecting within twenty twenty four that you know what we're going to have the entitlement process. For for a number of these things done, and then they're going to go into the permitting process uh, or the full uh, building permit process, uh, you know, later on this year, and probably pull the trigger on doing the construction, you know, in the spring of 2025. So with with that stuff, there is what we're going to see is some, uh, you know, the opening up of capacity to do more of the. Um, the land loans. And so that's sort of where we're seeing. We still have lots of financing available for land loans. Uh, but if you're doing a land loan at prime plus uh, 2%, prime plus 3%, just to kind of do the math and with prime at 7.2, you add, you know, what, 3% on that, you're at 10.2%. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you still got to do your, your analysis for land loans because they're, they're not cheap. So you better get the, the land at a, at a decent price. And so I guess what you're probably seeing is some of these purchases are coming on where the sellers of the property or, uh, you know, either, you know, needing to sell. Um, so more deals are happening, which is, which is good. We, we need that floor to be established for land pricing so we can start moving up. Well, Al, you, you know how the rules work here and we appreciate you taking the time to always join us here. But before we let you go, we've got our, our six pack of lighthearted questions we got to ask you. And we've, every time you come on so often, we got to, we got to tweak it every time. So so do you have just a few more minutes here for our first uh, six pack of 2024? I do. I was hoping to possibly get away from doing this stuff because it's no, uh, no, 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 sort no. of uh, I didn't do any reading this Christmas because it was all with the uh, the family. So I'm hoping that there's no book question. Oh, that, that was number one, but I guess we'll, we'll change that one. <laughs> the six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. What is your New Year's resolution for 2024? New Year's resolution. New Year's is, resolution. Uh, okay, New Year's resolution is to, uh, you know, realistically, is lose a few pounds. Uh, 2023, you know, kind of uh, got away from it. Got to get back onto uh, the ice rink. Um, the Peloton. Know, with, uh, the Peloton. You know, I, I've been hitting Peloton uh, somewhat regularly uh, now, which is uh, which is great. So Peloton and the and the ice sheet with the boys uh, up at Hollyburn to uh, you know uh, lose a couple pounds. Well, we always we always make fun of me falling off of the Peloton on this show from time to time, but I'll I'll just give the listeners a little bit of back context. Al got a Peloton before I did, and Al was telling me how great it was. I think Alan threatened me where he's like, "If you don't get one, I'm going to buy you one." So I actually went out and bought a Peloton, and I've like. The best investment I've ever made was my fourteen hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, my Peloton. Not that my results show, my pants are getting bigger every year. And my favorite part of January is uh, I have a set of dress clothes in my closet that I call my fat pants, which I roll out every every December. And the best part of January is my fat pants are now just my pants. So I need to work hard on the Peloton to make them my fat pants again. Otherwise, they're just my pants for January. So, but uh, but Al, you're the one that got the Peloton. Uh, you threatened me there, so I had to go get one, and all of a sudden, now I'm getting fatter every year. But I, I guess I could be fatter if I wasn't Pelotoning. 
There you go. All right, yeah, Melissa. It just, just kind of means you just got to spend that uh, that time. Take a take a half hour off of uh, work in the morning and get that peloton yeah. done. No, you got that right. Next question out. All right, next question. Are the Canucks going to win the cup? We know you're a Canuck fan. We know you're a hockey fan. Are the Canucks going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Yeah, I'm going to say no. Oh. <laughs> hey, I love our guys, uh, but we only have a few that are uh, where I think that they're uh, going to be able to drive it in the playoffs. The, the playoffs is a, you know, it's a heavier game than regular season uh, and everybody is talented. So uh, whether or not we got a, a heavy enough team for the playoffs is something I, uh, uh, I, I, I hope we do. I hope we make a couple of trades uh, to get a little, uh, what was our, uh, that last D, uh, Zadanoff, our, uh, I can't remember his name, but love, love adding, uh, you know, six foot five guy, 220, 230 that can, uh, you know, uh, keep the players, uh, the opposing players away from uh, Demko. So I guess here's here's question to be then who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Oh, you know what is a uh, tough question. You know what is the um, where it is? I kind of have a I don't. It's more of a hope. Uh, yep. I would really like to see McDavid uh, and uh, and Drysidle you know, get in there and, and have a good cup run at least and hopefully win because not sure if Edmonton's going to be able to keep those two around uh, in the future when their contracts come up. Melissa's shaking her head. She has no idea who McDavid and Drysettle is. So they play for the Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> which is south of Balzac. Right. There you go. Okay. Now we've drawn our conclusion. All right, Al, next, okay. next question up. A vacation destination for 2024? Uh, Roatan. Which is oh. a, a small little uh, Caribbean uh, island uh, just north of Honduras. Ooh. Oh, I didn't expect that. I'm, my destination this year is Abbotsford, so that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to switch it up from like uh, Mexico, Hawaii, yeah. uh, and uh, stuff like that. No, but uh, I think my uh, wife and I, we kind of got that... Um, I uh, went down to Aruba for uh, my mom's uh, birthday uh, a year and a bit ago. So I think we want to get back to the to that side there and... Uh, you know, the less commercialization, uh, the better. So it'll be uh, it'll, it'll be interesting uh, trying to swing that one there right now. All right. Next question. We know you didn't read a lot of books over the holidays, but do you have a TV or movie recommendation? A TV or movie recommendation? Um, uh, Jesus. Trying to remember. Uh, it's a little... Uh, a, there's been a couple of things on Netflix uh, that I sort of binge watch with my wife. I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, sort of uh, TV watcher. So I think what was it? There was this uh, one goofy, uh, goofy show called uh, Lucifer that was kind of fun to binge watch uh, with the misses, uh, you know, over the holidays. Have to check it out. All right, Al. And last question: a piece of advice you would give a commercial real estate investor heading into 2024? Uh, keep the powder dry. Keep your powder dry. And for all the listeners that yeah. don't know what powder is, Al, can you explain what powder is when it talks about commercial real estate? Because Melissa looks lost here. Uh, your cash. Cash. Right? So Keep your cash dry. Is make sure you respect your equity that you have because uh, in general, is uh, you know, commercial real estate investing can be highly uh, lucrative, but you have to have a long-term outlook. Uh, it's not something uh, that, you know, it's not like a stock where you can purchase it uh, one day and sell it the next day. It has a minimum holding period, uh, you know, in my eyes of, uh, you know, uh, three to five years um, with the preference to have it as longer. 
So it's like when you put your equity into it is you got to be 100% confident and sure uh, that you're you're comfortable with that investment. So it is we always, um, you know, especially for our clients is, uh, you know, we make sure that all the analysis is done. Um, you got the best and brightest uh, from, uh, you know, your real estate agent, your insurance agent, your lawyer done all your due diligence, you know what you're coming into, you make the decision uh, to purchase it, but make sure that uh, uh, you do all that stuff. So when you do deploy your 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 cash, which is incredibly important again, is uh, make sure it's the right decision and, and do that stuff. So don't don't just throw it willy-nilly at any kind of deal that comes up is is, is have some uh, you know diligence and trust around you to do all that stuff. So Al, for all of our listeners here that want to find out more about yourself and what you guys are doing over Impact Commercial, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Easiest way, as always, is uh, you can uh, connect with uh, us through our website, impactcommercial.ca. Give me a buzz on uh, my cell phone. Uh, reach out to all the different social media stuff. Uh, uh, we have an excellent uh, gal here named uh, Pawnees who you know runs all of our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, stuff like that. So we are uh, highly available, highly accessible. Uh, love talking about deals. Uh, love helping people. So it's uh, don't hesitate to you know give us a call. Uh, email, uh, social media, uh, and uh, we'd love to help you. Well, Al, thank you once again for taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. If we don't have you on before, we will book you in for the first week of January 2025. See you next year. Nice. Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Have yourself a great, prosperous uh, new year to everybody. And uh, yeah, like uh, 2024 is looking, uh, you know, it's off to a great start. Great. Thanks for your time. Once again, Thanks, Al, we Al. really appreciate it. You better, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks, our interview with Alan Haig, Managing Partner Impact Commercial. Always great having Al on to kick the show off. Always great takeaways. That's right. Always great takeaways. 2024 is off to a good start. 2024 is off to a good start. Interest rates, you know, I think there's an overwhelming consensus that we're coming down. Some people like 75 basis points. Some people aggressive 150 basis points. We went on record and we called for 200 basis point drop in February, which uh, that's that's our stance. That's what we want to see. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're going to be hopeful. That's right. Optimism. Optimism. That's the word for 2024. Optimism. We are heading also into a political year. So there'll be a lot of pressure probably from the liberals to get to the BOC to get those rates down because you definitely don't want your opposition campaigning on how unaffordable the country is because your late reaction to inflation we're not saying they were late. We're just saying what people think they were late. That's right. I do not want to get audited, so I'm not going to be saying anything negative about the Liberal Party. But always great having Alan. Great takeaways. It feels like there's a lot in the air for 2024. We're excited to be back. It's going to be a big year for real estate in this province. Last time I checked, and I could be wrong in saying this, they haven't made any more land in this province, so I think we're going to be okay coming into it. Be a big year in real estate. We've got a lot of great guests lined up. I'm excited about some of these great guests we have. We have some guests we've been trying to get on the show for a while that over the holidays, I had to beg and plead and finally convince them to join us. So we've got a a, a glutton of great guests coming up here over the next couple of months. So you I'm, went I'm around excited. in your Santa suit. In my Santa suit. Are you saying that because I'm, I'm fat? No, no. No, no, not at all. You're just okay. a... Christmas character. Christmas character all year round? All year round. All year round. So this gingerbread. Gingerbread. This this, this pear, this pear-shaped body. 
converts into Christmas Santa. Uh, but you for make the months. magic happen. You know, you you got all these great guests for 2024. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, when I when I when I reach out to them, they always say, "Will Melissa be co-hosting?" That's the answer I get back every That's time. Right. And if I'm like, "Yes, she will," they're like, "Sign me up." That's right. So it's a team effort. That's right. Corey, how can people get a hold of you? People can reach out to us at our Vancouver office anytime, 604-428-5255. Let's know what you're looking for. We'll put you in touch with the best broker in the province. You can send me an email, Corey at WilliamWright.ca. Always love hearing about great guests and show ideas and talking real estate in general. Or you can visit our website, WilliamWright.ca. Sign up for the latest and greatest news. And Melissa, for all those who want to get into bidding wars come springtime on their houses, how can they get a hold of you? All right, 778-869-4477. Or you can email me at Melissa at Vancouver Podcast.com. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another tremendous guest. And happy new year. And let's get ready. It's going to be a great 2024. 2024, let's go. For, thanks for listening. Subscribe today.